Good morning and welcome back fellow coffee and book lovers and coffee books listeners. We are going to continue on today of course in Coffee, A Connoisseur's Companion, written by Claudia Rodin, at the bottom of page 80. Coffee does not need to be cooked. The roaster has already cooked it and developed the aromatic constituents sufficiently so that they are ready to be dissolved in hot water when the cells of the beans have been thoroughly opened by grinding. All that is required from brewing is to extract the already cooked aromatic constituents from the surrounding fibrous tissue. This may be perfectly well achieved by the short contact of boiling water with coffee. Brewing is a matter of either boiling or infusion, and all the innumerable devices for making coffee, including steeping, filtration, pumping percolation, vacuum and pressure, work on these two basic principles. With infusion, boiling water, which has cooled slightly as it is poured, extracts the caffeine and the aromatic constituents without driving away the aroma. Provided that overextraction does not occur through reheating or overheating, or allowing the grounds to stand in the liquor for too long, the bitter and astringent components of roasted coffee will be left undissolved in the grounds. This method preserves the utmost aroma for the cup and obtains the maximum and purest flavor. When coffee is boiled, there is a certain decomposition and some of the less soluble materials of an astringent and more bitter nature are dissolved, while much of the aroma, the caffeol, is steam distilled from the brew. Many people, however, are addicted to coffee made in this way. Bitterness, an acquired taste, is also one of the basic natural tastes of coffee. When it is strong, it gives an extra kick to the stimulating brew, one which perhaps makes up for the loss of some of the aroma. Admittedly, in many of the countries where coffee is boiled, the bitterness is usually mitigated by sugar and often by the perfume of spices, and of course only a little is drunk at a time in very small cups. In America, many coffee-drinking households persist in using the much-criticized but ubiquitous pumping percolator, which boils the liquor continuously for several minutes. Apart from the bitterness resulting from the overextraction, which may be unpleasant for many people, there is a special tang obtained from the strong flavor of high-roasted beans. There is also the more attractive bitterness of strong coffee, which is simply a concentration of the normal bitter taste as in the French demitasse and the Italian ristretto. The strength of a brew depends, of course, on the amount of coffee used. The required amount is a matter of taste and is also related to the method of brewing and the fineness of grind, since the finer the grind and the longer the brewing cycle, the greater the yield. Coffee might be too weak as a result of the grind being too coarse, the extraction time too short, or the water not being hot enough. American experts have established that a perfect brew contains soluble solids at 19% of its own weight of extraction. More than that results in bitterness. This perfect brew is easily obtained by following good brewing practices. To make a perfect cup of coffee, some general points are important. Cold, freshly drawn water must be used. The purer and the softer the better. Any salts or chemicals in it will spoil the taste. The grind must be of the right fineness for the chosen method. The pot must be warmed. 
When making an infusion, the water must come into contact with the ground coffee at just under boiling point to extract the oils and aromatic principles from the cells. Always make coffee at full strength as there is nothing more insipid than a weak diluted drink. As a general rule, with a fine grind, you will need one rounded tablespoon of ground coffee to a coffee cupful, about 210 milliliters, seven and a half fluid ounces, one cup of water. I like it extra strong and use a rounded tablespoon to 150 to 175 milliliters, five or six fluid ounces, or three quarter cup of water. If you want a double strength demitasse, use one rounded tablespoon to half the quantity of water about 125 milliliters, four fluid ounces, or half a cup. If you are using a coarser grind, you may need as much as four rounded tablespoons to 600 milliliters, one pint, or two and a half cups of water. The quantity of coffee required varies a little according to the method, since the longer the water is allowed to act on the coffee, the less is needed. Also, the finer the grind, the greater the yield, the less coffee required. Ultimately, of course, personal taste dictates the strength or weakness of the perfect cup. For a weaker infusion, do not use less grounds with the usual amount of water, as this results in overextraction of the less pleasant, more bitter, and woody elements of the bean. Make it regular strength and dilute it. For the same reason, do not use less of a high yielding, such as pulverized grind, with a longer brewing cycle. Drink the coffee hot as soon as it is made. An hour later, it will have lost its aroma. Reheat coffee if necessary, au bain marie, in a saucepan of boiling water, and not by bringing it to the boil. Some people like to keep black coffee hot in a thermos flask. Keep coffee covered if you're going to drink it later. Not all metals are suitable for brewing, as coffee liquor reacts chemically with some, affecting the taste of the coffee. Iron and aluminum should be avoided. Silver, tinned copper, enameled iron, and stainless steel may be used without any risk of contamination. Otherwise, earthenware and glass make the best containers. Although aluminum is often used, it does give an odd aftertaste. And of course, never reuse coffee grounds. And do wash your equipment well, as grounds and oil soon become rancid. Infusions Various ways of making a simple infusion find the most favor with coffee lovers all over the world. Steeping the grounds in water just under boiling point without further boiling preserves the utmost aroma and flavor without allowing a trace of bitterness. The plunger pot, drip, filter, and jug methods work on the same principle. The idea first appeared in France in 1711 for making coffee sans ablution. Abolition <laughs> without boiling, in the form of a cloth bag containing grounds dropped inside the coffee pot over which boiling water is poured, a device still used in many countries. Its main drawback is that keeping the bag clean and hygienic requires a great deal of attention. It must be washed and left in fresh water until it is used again. In a jug, so like brewing tea, this manner was once the most popular in England. Warm the pot by scalding. Measure the required amount of medium ground coffee into the pot. 
Use at least four heaped tablespoons for 600 milliliters, one pint or two and a half cups of water. Pour on nearly boiling water and stir thoroughly with a wooden spoon. Keeping the pot warm under a tea cozy, allow the coffee to stand for four to six minutes. Pour through a strainer, taking care not to disturb the grounds, which have settled at the bottom of the jug. The plunger, cafeterie. The French press or plunger pot, cafeterie, works on the same principle as the jug, previous page, but with an inside strainer in the form of a fine mesh filter plunger unit attached to the lid. In very few years, it has become the most popular home brewing device on the market. Little pots for one first made their appearance in French restaurants. In fine, heat-resistant glass with a silver or gold frame, there are also plastic ones. They are very attractive to bring to the table and extremely simple to use. Method: Heat the glass beaker by scalding. Put in the required amount of fine ground coffee, add nearly boiling water, and stir. Allow to steep for four minutes. Stir again, then push the plunger filter down gently with the lid as far as it will go, pushing the grounds to the bottom of the beaker. You can find large ones which serve 12 to 18 cups. I will leave off here today in the middle of page 84, and we'll continue on next morning with more methods of brewing. Thank you for listening, and have a great day. Thank you.